Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. And Darian, UAB was able to get it done in Ruston, Louisiana, as the UAB Blazers defeat the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs 37-27. to Honestly, man, the score was not that close. You know, La Tech made it a little close towards the end. Um, but hats off to this team, this coaching staff, for you know, it hadn't been the prettiest season, but they found a way to win, get that sixth win, and get UAB bowl eligible for the seventh straight season in a row. How about those Blazers? Yeah, see, that's a good feat in itself. Um, I don't want us to become too forgetful of, you know, the past when we couldn't get bowl eligible for nothing, you know. Right. Um, so I'm happy for a coach. And I'm happy for these players um, as the Bahamas Bowl, right? Yes, and it has been officially announced that UAB will be playing in the Bahamas Bowl against the Miami, Ohio Red Hawks on December the 16th at 10.30 a.m. And, Darren, I sure wish we could get credentialed and go to the Bahamas, but I don't don't think I'm going to be able to swing that trail. (laughs) Man, I don't even... I don't even think I'll be allowed to go because you know, my <laughs> wife would be too pissed off about the same. <laughs> you, you know, my wife would be like, "What y'all going to Bahamas for? What to cover a game? What?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, like they'll let that happen. Right. But, um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm happy for the guys. It was a. Uh, how was the weather in person out there? Oh, dude. So luckily, you know, I was in the press box, so I didn't have to. Uh, you know, face it, but man, it was ugly. Uh, it it kind of had, um, kind of looked like, you know, in the Independence Bowl last year, you know, it was raining hard at times, especially right before the game and during the first half. And I mean, you know, we're, it's kind of hard for us in the press box, you know, trying to cover the game and watch uh, with, it's almost like you wish they had like a sponge to kind of clean the <laughs> screen because it, like, it was seriously hard to, see and you know we're following on stat broadcast and stuff but it was ugly and you know luckily second half it cleared up and um you know but more importantly UAB was able to get it done but I, you know we you know we talked to Brock Vincent after directly after the game and you know I think Steve Steve asked and I mean what would it happen any other way to be another ugly rainy day in Louisiana and how to, you know, end the season and, you know, Brian Vincent kind of left it off. And of course, you know, it would, it, it would be like this, but you know, kudos to the guys. Oh, Hey, only one fumble and Debo, um, you know, they were able to get it back. Dylan had that one interception. Wasn't the best of balls that he threw to Shrop, but I thought overall UAB, you know, took care of the ball really well. And a day that honestly, man, <laughs> you know, I was kind of worried that we might have a, you know, worst case scenario, like a Liberty game where there's multiple turnovers, yeah. but UAB, hey, credit to uh, the guys for, you know, holding on to the ball and making smart decisions. Yeah, and credit, credit to the coaching staff because I feel like, you know, in the beginning we started off kind of cute, too cute, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. trying to do too much. And I think in this instance, I know a lot of times we preach balance on offense and, you know, let's throw it here, let's do this. This is the one game where I was like, throw that out, please throw that out of the window. <laughs> and don't and don't do too much side to side running. You know, like I know we were trying to do like some screens and wide receiver screens and stuff like that. And and to a degree, we do need some balance. But I, I wanted us to just be straight 
triple option. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they right. run the ball, you know, just and run it straight at them. Like they, there was nothing they could do to stop it. You know, I, and I think we were, and I get it. Um, you know, you want to, this is what we've been pining for all year. And this is the evolution the offense has made of, you know, we'll throw it some on first down and, yeah. and we keep people guessing and, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But I just, this wasn't the game. I just wanted to put up 800 yards version and go home with a dub. That's it. I mean, hey, and the way Debo and Skull, you know, they both ended up over 100 yards. They, you know, just gashing them. Though, If you – I don't know if it, if you could see as well, you know, on TV, but, man, those holes were huge. And, you oh, know, Debo yes. ended ended up – hey, he set the new, you know, UAB single, uh, single game rushing record and also a season uh, school rushing record in this ball game. And honestly, dude, like he could have had a lot more. He ended up, Debo ended up 16 carries for 272 yards and a touchdown. And he, you know, they, he went to the sideline early on in that third quarter. So he had plenty of time, you know, if he wanted to get over 400 yards, he could have. Um, but golly, that, <laughs> I mean, listen to how crazy, off it, listen to how crazy that sounds. Yes, and he said he could have had a four hundred. Yes, if he wanted to, he he could have broke. I think the record for Conference USA was like uh, I wrote it down earlier. It was like it was over four hundred yards. He could have broke that easily if he wanted to. Like he, I mean, those holes were huge. And really, you know, a couple of those sixteen carries, like he he just got tripped up. Like he he probably could have done it in a couple of those. But man, credit to Debo though. Like we talked to him after the game too, and you know, of course. You know, asked him about, you know, breaking the records, what it meant for him. And of course, you know, he, you know, he reiterated it was a team game that they're all happy that, you know, he was able to break the records. But more importantly, like what really stood out to me talking with Debo after the game was his excitement about just being able to watch other guys, you know, get some more playing time. Of course, Skull, you know, we had him, but he was excited about seeing AJ Gates out there. I know he, he didn't have many carries. Let's see, Gates ended up with, oh, he only had one carry. Um, but you know, able to see him out there. Um, but just, I don't know if that was the last game that we see from Debo. I mean, what a, what a special back, man. It was so special just watching him these last few years. Um, I hope that he can play in the bowl game and honestly, Hey, I hope he comes back next year, but with the way they're saying, you know, getting the draft grades, like you can't blame Debo for going, you know, go get that money, man. Go, go get that money. Yeah. I think we talked about it earlier when he, when he was having his fumbling issues and, you know, we was thinking that maybe he'll be late, late round, but he's done a lot since then to curtail mm-hmm. those um, issues. He's caught a couple passes out of the backfield. He has um, seemingly shared up a lot of that pass blocking. It's like a lot of the issues that he had, I, I give him credit. He's done um, a hell of a lot of work to get in the lab and, and just improve on a lot of the, a lot of those weaknesses that we felt like would hold him back. And I, I wonder if the the scouts see the same thing. And if they're saying second and third round, listen to me. I love Debo. Mm-hmm. All of Blazing Nation love Debo. All of Blazing Nation is telling this man to go to the league. Yes. Second and third round for a running back. You know, I this this is why I like this fan base. We're not going to be selfish. Mm-mm. We love him. This is the best running back in UAB history. Listen, we we, we recruit well. Um, we have score back. We got Tavin Curry and Taven Curry. 
He looked really good earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. We got we got a lot of backs on this on this roster. We'll be okay. Like <laughs> we'll be a okay. You know, go get your money. Go change it. Go change your family's life. Um, whatever whatever team that you go on, I wouldn't personally personally if he gets a second to third like round draft grade. I would not advise him to play in the bowl game. You do not no. want a, a silly injury. Exactly. Because you know, guess what? He'll be able to go to the Bahamas anytime he want. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, don't play in the bowl game. Go go to the NFL, and you're going to already have a section of fans. Whatever team whatever team you go on, you're going to have a section of fans just uh, waiting on you no matter what team. So kudos to Debo if he uh, gets that drive grade. Do your thing, boy. Definitely. Well, how about Skull, too? 22 carries, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. Man, Skull looked – I, you know, before the season started, um, you know, we had talked about who we thought was going to be our offensive uh, kind of players of the year, and I really thought Skull was going to have a good year. He ended up having a good year. Um, but, you know, if, if Skull, you know, comes back next year and he's going to be that, you know, number one guy, I can't wait to see, you know, what he does going forward. Yeah, because Skull is a complete back. He is a guy that can just he can just do it all, you know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, um, he'll get a shot to be that fe- featured guy. Um, if Skull returns, and um, I look forward to them exploring his versatility. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see him. You know, we know he can return kicks, and we know he's dangerous there. But yeah, I, I want to see him. Catching the ball, I want to see him lining up, and then we're going to empty and then get him the ball out of the slot and just being creative with him. I feel like, you know, I think he could go to the NFL, but that's how he would make his earning, like, you know, his living as a third-down type of guy, receiving, you know, running draws. I think he has that versatility in him. He could do so many things. He could, He's a good blocker. He's a... He can return kicks, uh, kick return, punt return. He can do it all. So hopefully he comes back and he can showcase um, his different skill sets. And I think that can get him a, a, a pretty decent shot at the NFL. Definitely. And again, UAB ends up rushing 406 yards, total rushing yards in this game against Louisiana Tech. I mean, That's you know, ridiculous. when we previewed <laughs> this game, you know, we knew stat-wise Louisiana Tech was – pretty bad about stopping the run and my goodness man that that was probably one of the worst rush defenses i've ever seen ever seen <laughs> and that you know uab's play you know you look at alabama a&m earlier in the year like you i mean i don't know what La Tech is doing yeah and i and you could see the frustration on the La Tech. well you know the few La Tech fans that were there um because the weather was miserable but you could you could really sense their frustration and um so John, def- how many how many yards you would have had <laughs> hey man, I, I about would have had fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I, <might have> <laughs> I was gonna say if somebody touched me, I'd probably fall down. But hey, I probably those holes, I probably would have had fifty. <laughs> Shout out to that old line, you know, like man, yes, they knew, look great. Yeah, we knew it was gonna be kind of a bloodbath out there, but godly, mm-hmm. like especially on the inside, like it was just ugly. Um, like you said, I would have, I would have had at least seventy-one yards rushing. <laughs> You know, probably a four, four. I would have had a touchdown. I would have gotten to get a touch out there. Um, yeah. Touchdown runs Depot had. He looked like a man possessed. 
I'm telling you, dude. Like, and I, and this see, this is something I was, uh, you know, talking with Steve on the way back from wrestling. It's like I just don't like you always say. We always talk about how special Debo is, and we know how special he is. But we're gonna look back during it a few years from now, and we're just gonna like really realize, like, wow, how how special was Dwayne McBride, and how lucky were we to be able to see that man in a blazer uniform for a few years. Yeah, it's funny because we all noticed it mm-hmm. when our best running back was here, Spencer Brown, at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all noticed it when Debo was a freshman because that's when he just always ripped off long runs. You remember, you remember his freshman year when he first, first uh, finally got to play? It seemed yep. like every time he touched the ball, he was, he was breaking <laughs> for a touchdown. And I was like, I love Spencer Brown. I really do. But if every time this kid is going to break for a touchdown, we need to get this kid the ball more. We need to, he has to get the ball. I'm sorry. Like, yep. I know how we felt about Spence, but for a guy to, to make his stake in such a crowded backfield like that was, or was, you know, especially with Spencer's presence looming, because mm-hmm. we had, uh, what's McCollum that transferred? We had Lucius Stanley. We had a couple guys that was already, you know, they already been in the system for a while. And they, we were comfortable as fans. They were comfortable as a coaching staff. We had our guys. He came in and said, "Hey, you're gonna have to play me." <laughs> he like he just came in and took his spot. When somebody does that, that's when you know that they are special. There's nothing you can do about it. Age doesn't matter. The experience that you have. None of that matter. He just got out there and he just told it to rock. That's all he did. And we had to play him. Um, so hopefully we we see a talent. I don't care what position, you know, but hopefully we continue to see talent like that on this team where we recruit guys and they just come in and they just pop off on film. The only other guy I feel like that really did that was Chris Mall when yeah. he first came. He popped out on film. He flashed everywhere. So I'm anxious to see if we have another Debo-like talent uh, come along and just come and take it. But that was a uh, – we kind of already talking like he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but that was something special that Debo was able to show us, and uh, I'm proud to have witnessed it. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you just said that too. Like, we don't know 100% if Debo is going to, you know, go pro, but um, – you know, we'll, we'll find that out officially later. Um, but, yeah, definitely what a special talent that UAB fans have been able to just see these last few years on the south side. Um, kind of looking at uh, overall in this game, uh, passing, eh, you know, weather was pretty bad. Um, I hate to use that as an excuse, but, um, hey, Dylan had a heck of a ball to Shropshire on that touchdown, uh, the 74-yard touchdown. Um, that was a thing of beauty. Um, everything other than that really wasn't pretty. Uh, it was but, a struggle. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Dylan's kind of going through a funk right now. And I, hey, we don't even know. If, like, is it Dylan or is it the you know receivers? Um, that you know, I had tweeted out during the game. There early on in the game, there was a couple of passes that they were just a little bit off with Palmer and Shropshire. But if they would have converted on one of those, you know, hey. Dylan would have had more confidence and who knows what, you know, how, how bad this thing could have got for uh, Louisiana tech, but um, just, just a little off um, super close on connecting on a couple of them. And that 
does kind of change things. But, hey, overall, UAB able to get it done on the ground. That's really all UAB needed to do in this ball game is just hand it off to either Debo or Skull. And, you know, they're guaranteed to uh, break it for at least, you know, 15, 20 yards. So hats off to the offensive line. Um, only six penalties, 54 yards. Um, only a couple false starts. I think Treherne had two. Um, but I mean, overall, it seems that, you know, this was a very well-played game, um, minus early on for this offense for UAB today, uh, you know, in yesterday's game. Yeah, it's crazy that it seemed like the passing game was better versus LSU. <laughs> yeah. That is the craziest thing to me. Like, how are we better, you know, but I mean, that's just, I, like you said, you hate to give weather you know, that much of an excuse because they were able to throw the ball against us. Yeah, exactly. But on, on defense, it seemed like we had a lot of, a lot of, um, not, not, not the guys that would usually start. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. Something to do with it. Let's, let's jump into defense, Darian. Um, Hey, shout out to Renard Ellis, man. Having what? 18 tackles. I mean, one and a half <laughs> TFL, crazy. like, he was on a mission. Like, he, he you know, because we still don't know what what's up with Noah Wilder. You know, I, I don't know. Um, obviously, something had to be bothering him for them to, you know, not have him on the sideline for periods of time. And I believe he started, but other than that, he did not get back into the game. Tyler Taylor never played in this ball game. Um, some guys needed to step up, and Renard Ellis was definitely one of those. I thought Jackson Bratton stepped up. You look at his stats. He had uh, six solo tackles, um, a QB hurry, and a pass deflection. Um, Cash looked good. Um, I kind of hope Cash is okay because he kind of went to the sideline looked like maybe concussion protocol um, in that game. Um, but, yeah, hey, when UAB's defense needed some guys to step up, Renard Ellis, Jackson Bratton, Jalen Key stepped up again with the interception. Um, if you look at the stats, Louisiana Tech converted only two of 15 third downs. That's insane. Yeah, now, gran- now, granted, they still had 467 yards total offense, but, you know, you look at when UAB needed to get off of the field in critical times, they were able to. Um, so, I mean, defense, you know, kind of looked a little – suspect these last two weeks but definitely good to see you know a couple guys step up that you know really hadn't had the opportunities to contribute in the capacity that they were able to yesterday in Ruston. yeah I I saw a lot of different faces out there we kind of went deep in our bench on um defense and you know it was a couple things that kind of like Renard Ellis was the guy he was the bright spot he was he was like a heat-seeking missile you could see it not only in the stats, but in his play, mm-hmm. I felt like he was the one of the one guys that kind of stood out. Um, Drew Tuazama, these past couple of weeks, I feel like he's really coming to his own um, as the guy he can provide pressure. I know he had a sack. Um, the guy can provide pressure. I look forward to seeing him next year, mm-hmm. um, and I think he can be that big body kind of consistent pass rusher. But he's he he's good at stopping the run too. But I could see him being that guy that we kind of missed. Um you know this year he 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 even provided pressure against LSU when we did get pressure. He did. It seemed, yeah. it seemed like he was the guy. So yeah, um 
I saw some things that Jackson Brighton had to work on. Like sometimes, I know as an offensive lineman, like the easiest guys to block was the guy that was kind of in, indecisive, mm-hmm. and um, they would kind of just shoot their hands and kind of stand in one spot. So a lot of times, I kind of I seen him doing that. Like if it was and a play, they'll be coming at him. He kind of just kind of sat there a little bit, and he'll get there. You know, he's he's only a sophomore, so he, he'll get there. Yeah, this was his first time, you know, his first season here in UAB and everything. So um, once he once he get that wild man in him like no water, because he has he has the tools. Like if you see his speed and everything, and he, does. he, he has good closing speed, he has all the tools. But in certain things about the uh, the technique of the position that he has to get, and once he start doing that, I feel like next year he'll be good. Uh, they were gonna be looking at him to start, and once he once he gets aggressive, he gets decisive. He starts to feel, he starts to dictate versus receive punishment. Yes. That was his main thing, and those big guys were getting on him. It was hard for him to shed them. He didn't have no, he didn't have any momentum or or power behind his strikes. But once he once he gets there next year. Um, I think he's going to be really good because I love his the tools that he has. He's big, fast. He's just a good-looking specimen out there. Um, yeah, no Tyler Taylor sucks. Like, Tyler does a lot for this team, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know what's going on there, you know. But, um, you know, it was a it was an okay game from the defense. I didn't like all the, the broken tackles that, you know, I – they had some of their running backs. They, they were kind of driving us there. They kind of looked like they wanted it more for a second. Yeah, that was kind of wasn't good to see. UAB missing a lot of tackles early on, especially, you know, trying to tackle that running back. And, yeah, they ended up, what, getting 220 yards rushing. Um, so, yeah, that was a little concerning to see. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that was, you know, still kind of fatigued from last week against LSU, you know. Um, and, and also, you know, having some new guys out there. Um, but yeah, that, that, yeah, I, I feel overall it was an okay day for the defense, but yeah, that was a little concerning to see all those missed tackles, especially early on in that game. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think they did a good job of kind of in the second half of kind of sh- shoring up stuff and bouncing back and kind of clamping down on their, on their play. So can't be too critical of him. You know, Jalen Key had a timely interception. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great open field tackle, too. Yes. Um, you know, so they played They played well when they had to. They were timely. I wanted them – I wanted to kind of blow Louisiana Tech out more. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, you know, in the – that first quarter was kind of frustrating to watch, uh, but other than that, like I felt like we were, we did pretty good. I didn't I didn't want to have an empty stats day. I didn't want to have a a day of all these rushing records and we were in a dog fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't know if we were headed for that, but it seemed like in the second quarter we really kind of opened it up and we went up seventeen three for a while. You know, then we kind of took off from there. So. Kudos, man. We just, we got the dub. Definitely. And hey, b- uh, before we wrap this up, to uh, shout out on special teams to Charlie Good getting oh, his yeah. second block block punt. You know, he got one earlier against Alabama A and M to open the season. 
got one uh, yesterday in Ruston, and Luke Purser able to uh, recover it in the end zone for the touchdown. So, and that really kind of sparked UAB too. You know, that, that's what made it fourteen to three, and then from there UAB kind of never looked back. So, definitely good to see. Uh, really, the only bad special teams was the kind of botched extra point where I still need to go back and look and. See, was it a bad snap or was it a bad hold? I don't know what that was. But other than that, you know, Quinn hit a 39-yarder, 4-4 on his extra points when he was able to kick it. Uh, Kyle Greenwell, very good, uh, you know, punting day. You know, you mm-hmm. don't really like to send your punter out there six times. But, hey, when you're able to pin him inside the 20-yard line a couple times, that's definitely good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, hey, like Darian just said, UAB gets the dub, gets bowl eligible for the seventh straight season. Uh, UAB will play in the Bahamas Bowl against Miami, Ohio, in a couple weeks. Darian, anything else that we missing that we are missing from the uh, Louisiana Tech game? Um, or do you want to get into get into some coaching talk? Yeah, we can we can go ahead and get into the coaching talk. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into that. So obviously, you know. I do think that UAB will make some sort of announcement uh, this week. I mean, that's I don't think that's going off of a ledge here. Um, and marking or announcing who it's going to be, I think they'll probably announce uh, earlier in the week, if I had to guess. Um, but definitely by probably by Thursday or Friday, hopefully we'll have an announcement. Because, I mean, honestly, Darren, we're all just <laughs> – Everybody is ready just to know what's going to happen, what's going to be the permanent solution. All the candidates are wanting to know, you know, hey – Either let me know, you know, if I got it or no, and let me move on, you know. But um, as far as, like, finalists, you know, I still don't have any inside information. Um, there have been some rumblings that Skip Holt, yeah, Skip Holt uh, <laughs> might be a finalist for this job, um, along with Bront Vincent. Um, there, I think there's rumored to be a third candidate that we're all just, I don't know, we might be, you know, taken aback by when we find out who that was. Um, but yeah, I, I do think I think everybody's just just ready to announce it and move on, you know, because this has been something that's been lingering over this program, you know, since uh, Bill Clark decided to step down back in June. Um, so I think we're all just ready for Mark Ingram to officially announce who that guy's going to be. Yeah, and I, I I can sit up here and it'd be freaking awkward if he gets announced, but I can sit up here. I can tell the reasons why most of the fan base don't want Skip Holtz. Like, yeah, tell them. I have been vehemently, like, I've, like, not wanted this to happen. I have not been silent about it. Um, I mean, who? The guy last college job, he got let go by La Tech. And where is La Tech? Conference it, US? <laughs> come on, man. Like, so, and you're going to have, okay, never mind. I'll be quiet. I'll let you talk, man. <laughs> and he, he's had all these, you know, covers USA jobs and, you know, East Carolina and stuff like that. And ultimately, they all led to the same thing, him getting let go. He's been doing this for a long time. Just check his track record. I don't have it pulled up. I, cert- I you know, I looked it up. He's been coaching for a long time. He's a accomplished, decorated coach. Um, But he is who he is at this point. You know, like maybe, yep. the USF, maybe the USFL is a good fit for him. He you know, in the inaugural season, he delivered a championship to Birmingham. That's something to be celebrated. Those players love him. He means a lot to that league over there. Maybe that league fits him. I don't know, you know. And honestly, I haven't sat down and did a a deep dive into his offense and defense. 
I looked at the track record, you know, I kind of was like, well, no, <laughs> like, because it's just um, if you compare him to like Signetti, they're like polar opposites yep. in, in, in their track record. They both have a lot of uh, history and they both have a lot of stops. They have a lot of coaching experience and Signetti's is like nothing but team building, difficult jobs, winning championships. Skip is you you'll have a couple good seasons in there. You'll have a couple good moments in there, but they all ultimately lead to the same thing. Him end up being fired or some kind of mediocrity. Um it's just he is who he is, man. And at least in college football, that's what I believe. Look, I'm not, take- I'm not, I'm not attacking his character as a man. No. I'm just being critical of his coaching history as a head coach. And um, that's just not what the fans, especially after this long search, hiring, hiring big firms, talking about all the resources we have dedicated to this search. And right. Why in the world will we just end up with Skip Holtz right here in our backyard for for all for all all of this for what like exactly if it's Skip Holtz I'm begging you to keep BV at least BV has the pulse pulse of this team at least he has grown and um it'll give him a fair shot he has been recruiting he's been doing a good job recruiting so we'll keep some guys from transferring we'll keep some guys that we have committed already and we give um. A coach that showed that he may have the potential to be good, we'll give him a full year to actually prove it. Now I, I'm cool with that, especially versus it's a, it, at least there's some potential there. Is all I'm saying. With Skip, we might be we might have a good year or two here and there. Uh, it's just going to be a, a lot of mediocrity, and I'm not excited about that. So, no, not at all. And I'll say I'll I'll agree. Like I'll say it right now, <clears throat> if Mark Ingram spent all this time, you know, with the firm, interviewing coaches, and he ends up choosing Skip Holtz over Bryant Vincent, over, you know, some other guys that have interest. This will be a complete failure of a coaching search, and this will be a stain on Mark Ingram. I don't think they'll end up getting Skip because, I mean, you see the backlash. Like, if you go through all this and then you hire Skip Holtz, who is a spring football league coach right now who got <laughs> fired at Louisiana tech. And you can say all you want, you know, he got let or he resigned, whatever. No, he got fired. He was forced out of Louisiana tech. And this is a program that is sticking around a conference USA and you are going to the American and you're hiring their coach. You're hiring a retread coach. Like, no. So I personally think, I, I think it'll be BV our third mystery guy. Um, and you know, whether that's Fuente, whether that's Signetti, whether that's, um, Chadwell, whatever. Like I, I just don't see how he can hire Skip Holtz. Um, I mean, Skip. Hey, he's been around the business for a while, so I'm sure he's a great interviewee. Like I'm sure he can, you know, smart talk or, you know, talk, talk, talk. Mark Ingram into, you know, telling about how awesome he is. But look, you look overall like Skip. Holtz, this would be such a terrible hire. Like yeah, if if it if it comes down between Skip Holtz or Bryant Vincent, give me Bryant Vincent and just you know. Let force Bryant Vincent to uh, 
you know, hire an off- a new offensive coordinator or, you know, are, are let Hen- just let Henshaw, like, call plays. Just let him – let, let Henshaw run his own offense. Yes, exactly. And, Bryant, you know, you know, focus on, you know, just being a head coach, which we've talked these last few episodes. Bryant Vincent has done a great job just growing these last few games um, into, you know, a really good head coach. And, you know, you give him a full year. But, yeah, if it comes down between Skip Holtz or Bryant Vincent, please just go Bryant Vincent because I do not want to – Oh, I just hope it's not Skip Holtz. Please don't be Skip Holtz. Can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine Louisiana Tech fans? Like, Man, if you would be hires Skip Holtz, we we would be the laughing stock. Yes, the USA and the AAC. Like, don't do that to us, man. We and UAB is better than that. We've got the facilities. We've got the. You know, we we're going to a new conference, so we're gonna have that money. Like, if they freaking hire Skip Holtz, man, this is gonna be a disaster. Yeah, we have a a good a good recruiting area. I mean, we were connected. We got we got good recruits in the state. We got good recruits in surrounding areas. Uh, we have the facilities. We have a growing fan base. We have a growing potential going to the new conference. Like we have so much. We got some good returning players. We got a lot of stuff. This is an attractive job. If Skip Holtz is hired, may. That, and that, Ingram it, has killed it. Yeah, yeah. Like he's done a great job hiring AK, hiring Casey. Like he's done a great job lately on coaching hires. Like, please don't mess this up, Mark. If you're if you're listening, do not hire Skip Holtz. Do not hire Skip Holtz, please. That's what it has to be. A third mystery guy lined up. I'm I'm just believing that it's either between the third mystery guy that he's trying to maybe maybe Chad. Well, I saw they just got the brakes beat off of my James Madison. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe Chad will, you know, maybe you know, maybe it's Fuente and you know, and and you know, people may have their indifferences about that, but I, I can tell you what, that's way better than <laughs> Skip Holtz, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe hey, it's Tom Herman, you know, who knows? How did how did Herman do on the broadcast, by the way? You know what? I was like so into the game, I didn't even pay attention to who was Herman or not. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I don't I don't even know, like Maybe some of the guys, maybe some of the fans can uh, let you know. But I was into the game. And then I, at the same time, I was at the skate park. Oh, okay. So I was watching the game on my phone. But then also, like, when I can, my, my, my seven-year-old, she likes to skate. So we was going through some of that, you know, watching her skate and play and stuff like this. So trying to trying to do two things at once. I, I, I wanted to keep up with who Tom was. I forgot he was on the broadcast. But. Yeah, man. Maybe it's maybe it's so many, it's so many different guys. Or if you're gonna go down a retread route, man, which I don't want to. But if you're gonna go down a retread route, I mean, you got like Kevin Sumlin and all these type of guys. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. it's so many names before you get to skip Holtz. So this is yeah. my opinion, anyway. No, I agree, and, and and I, you know, I trust Mark Ingram. Hey, you know, he'll he'll make the right hire. But y'all, this uh, skip Holtz smoke that we've been hearing, like we. Just wanted to address it, and yeah, I, I don't think they'll go with Skip. I think he's just a name to, you know, kind of get out there. He seems to be happy in that USFL, so um, hopefully it got me nervous run. though. It had me nervous too. When you start, when you get a couple DMs and a couple texts from some people you trust that say, "Hey, uh, watch out for Skip Holtz," like you, you kind of do start getting, <laughs> getting a little nervous. Like I'm hearing yes. a lot of Skip Holtz. I'm like. I'm looking at these articles. I'm seeing Skip Holtz. I'm like, hey man, this is this isn't funny anymore, right? Like this this is real smoke. So 
again, no. And if I was Skip, of course I'd feel some way if I heard this. I'd be like, damn, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> but, hey, man, I'm not attacking your character from all I've heard. I've heard he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm you sure know, he's a good any, dude. Yeah. yeah, anybody that I've talked to about him, they said he's a good man. And I'm, and I'm good. I'm good that he's had this coaching career. I'm good he should be well off financially. I'm good he's in the USFL and he's thriving. Hey, you're good and we're good. <laughs> exactly. You, you know, like you can do your thing and we can do our thing. It's just, I don't think he's the guy for our program. That's it. That's it. Nothing personal. Agreed. Well, guys, you can definitely expect an emergency podcast whenever that announcement is made this next week, um, which we both do feel that it will be made this upcoming week. Uh, we will be on that same day to talk about the hiring of the new head coach, whether that's BV, whether it's Skip Holtz, or somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, if you're listening and you're about to hire Skip, call me. Let's let's talk it out. Let's, yeah, let's talk let's, it out. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with pros and cons, man. <laughs> Um, you uh, know what? It'd be funny. We do a true, like a true emergency podcast, like right on the spot. I'm like at work. Let's do it, you know, man. We, we we making it happen. Like when you, you hear my supervisor, I'm like, hold on, John, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to do a true, a true emergency podcast. Like just chaos. You might hear my kids. I might be in the cars. So you know, just stuff like that. Let's do, let's do one. The right way. And Mark, hey, I'm off Monday, so if you want to announce it on Monday, that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, be, I can I can find a quiet spot to go at work, you know. There you go. Well, well, guys, you know, like I just said, we will definitely be back uh, to whenever that announcement is made this week or next. We'll be back to drop an emergency podcast to talk about the new coach. Um, also, we've got hoops coming up. You know, hey, shout out to Andy Kennedy getting it done in Daytona Beach at the SummerSlam tournament, taking down Georgia. I mean, five and one, you know, got got Jacksonville, got the Dolphins coming up Wednesday. <laughs> but after that, hey, you got South Alabama, West Virginia, no, and South like, Carolina. I'm not going to let you slide with that. You just said Jacksonville. <laughs> Hold on. Like, that's the that's their name, the Dolphins? Yeah, J.U. the I Dolphins, I was about to man. say, man, are you talking about the Jaguars? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, man, they're the Dolphins. Yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, I think they're in the A-Sun. I think that's the league. Yeah, they're the Dolphins. Yeah. And old, uh, I believe they used to play UAB back in the day, uh, in the Sunbelt days. So, an old Sunbelt fellow, I believe. You really? I heard Jacksonville. I've never been. I heard it's a good town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went there once on my honeymoon. Um I think I got sick eating the continental breakfast in Jacksonville. But but anyway, oh, well. <laughs> so I don't know if I have good things to say about Jacksonville. <laughs> Duval. Yeah, Duval, baby. Oh, man. Well, all right, guys. Yeah, we'll be back. Hey, so we'll uh, whenever the announcement's made for football, coach, we'll be on. We've got hoops coming up. And, you know, in, in a little while, we'll uh, preview that big bowl game in the Bahamas against the Red Hawks of Miami, Ohio. But, guys, thank you again so much. Hey, don't forget. Get you a Blazer Victory podcast hoodie. They are marked down through Tuesday to just $30. Once Tuesday gets here, we'll bump them back up to $35. So if you have not already, go ahead and go to storefrontier.com slash blazerpod or just look at your podcast uh, description episode description and click on that link and get you a hoodie. Yeah, and we had one fan that said NYC it. When he was talking about the, 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 the hoodies. I, listen, I don't know <laughs> if it's like new slang. 
Could you please explain us what that means? I don't know what NYC. Man, I, I texted Darren. I said New York City. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, but hey, shout out. Yeah, if you're gonna say something like that, walk it out. Yeah, we need a uh, full, yeah. full uh, description of what that means. Right. I don't. I have no idea. So if you hear this, bro, just let us know what that means. I don't know what. I have no idea. We appreciate you for listening, though. Yes, sir. Yeah. Of course. All right, Darren. You want to close us out, buddy? Yes, sir. Blazer Nation. Let's ride.